Welcome to the Draft Deeper Podcast. This is your host, Nathan Grubel. Joining me as always is my producer, Kevin Black. And also joining us today, an incredibly special guest, a prospect who I have advocated for from the beginning of this year, although my, my interest in his game goes further back than that. Um, back yeah. to when I first started uh, at the private firm I worked for called EV Hoops, um, that that year was when Matt was coming into the fold. Um, but that being said, I want to introduce our guest, Matt Coleman, former Texas point guard looking to make his mark in the NBA. Matt, how are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing pretty well, man. Living the dream. I'm blessed. How are you? How are you? I, I, I'm doing well. I, I, you, you certainly are living the dream, man. Um, I, I, I love the game of basketball. I know you love it more than I do. Um, this is this is what it's all about. I love having guys on. I love getting to, to, to chat with prospects and certainly give people a background as to who you are and, and why you deserve to be in this draft class, because I feel that way. But yes. not 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 everybody else may potentially feel that way. But I think we're going to sway some people by the end of this podcast, my man. So <laughs> let's um, do it. I, I want to dive right in. So l- let's give my audience a little background about your story, Matt. So you committed to Texas, um, like I said, back when I was working for a firm. Um, and, and you come from Oak Hill Academy. You come from a very prestigious high school program. So I just want to start off by asking you, why did you choose to go to Texas at the time? And did you imagine you'd be part of a four-year run really carrying that program through some turbulent times to the success that you guys had in your senior year? Did you envision a four-year stint? Uh, well, to begin, why, why Texas? Uh, Coach Smart recruited me. He was a big factor in, in why I chose to chose to attend the University of Texas. He recruited me um, since the eighth grade when he was at VCU, him and uh, his assistant coach, Coach Morrell. And we just, we had, we grew a relationship over time. And as soon as he got the job at Texas, he offered me as well. Uh, his message stayed the same. Uh, he, hands down, he showed that I was what he wanted in a, in a point guard, in a player, uh, and for me to, you know, to run the show at the University of Texas. And never would I thought that uh, I would be a four-year starter, uh, play every game, and just have the success that I had. Um, wasn't wasn't what I thought I would what what I would uh, the potential that I would reach, but I still feel you know pretty pretty grateful and happy of the things I did, you know, for for the University of Texas. Well, the University of Texas should be thankful that that you were there. Um, those four <laughs> years, Matt, because you really did bring stability to the point guard position while you were a Longhorn. Um, and it's a huge reason why I love your promise as a point guard in the NBA. But uh, I think the way you run a team and bring a sense of calm to the offense, that speaks volumes to your confidence as a player, as well as your maturity as a leader. So wh- where does that confidence and that belief in yourself come from, man? Why don't you talk to me a little bit about that? Say that again. I'm sorry. Where, where does your confidence and, and that belief in yourself come from, um, both confidence in your game as well as your maturity as a leader? Where does that come from? Uh, to begin, it's just through my work. Um, just being in the gym, me and my dad, since I was I came out the womb, um, and just just trusting, trusting my work over time that, you know, no matter what, I, I, know, I know what I'm capable of. I know I, I prepare for, you know, any moment um, that, is, that will be put forth in front of me. And then with the with the help of like in at school with the help of Coach Smart, you know, 
even in days I didn't believe in myself, he still believed in me. He breathed positive energy in me. Uh, my teammates, you know, they they were confident in me. They were always say like, "Man, you are you are our point guard. You're the, you're the best point guard in the country." So the, the 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 guys around me, you know, the people, my loved ones around me, you know, breathed positive energy into me. So that's all the confidence I needed right there. You're 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 a podcasting natural already, Matt, because you're literally <laughs> segueing into another question that that I got right here. Um, cause when you talk about that, you were bred for the moment you were, you, you hit a lot of big shots in your career at the end of games, but particularly at the end of this season and, and time and time again, your name was called on and you always rose to the occasion. And uh, I just asked you about the confidence you have in yourself, but you, you also talked about the belief that your teammates and the coaching staff also had in you. How did you earn that trust from, from them to, to be the one to take those shots for virtually the entire time you were with that program? And how do you think that can translate and help your case as an NBA player as you look to move forward? Uh, one, like the work just speaks for itself. You know, being a four-year starter um, since day one, uh, having like me and Coach Mar used to call it hard-won wisdom. Uh, you can't You can't teach that. You can't prepare for that that's something you just got in you you have in you uh so I think I don't think but you know going into my senior year I, I just the confidence um the swagger um and just knowing like I know I I had the ability to to be a very good point guard and I, I knew um uh, my team my teammates we had a very we had a very good team overall and a chance to you know make history this past year and then going over going carrying it over to the NBA I just feel my role would be you know being a leader um being vocal a uh, great teammate and just a, a a point guard that comes in controls the game doesn't lose leads uh and just takes advantage of every opportunity any time that he gets while he's in we're definitely going to talk about your game a little bit Matt but but before we we break down some specifics I want to ask you um, what NBA players have you liked to watch film of and study as you're entering into your professional career? Like, who do you compare yourself to? Because I feel like I have an answer, but I want I want to hear what your answer is before I kind of give my some of my feedback. So I'm I'm, I'm a Chris Paul fanatic. Uh, there you that's go. My, that's my favorite point guard. So I'm always watching him. Uh, but for my role in the NBA, I watch a lot of Cameron Payne. You know, okay. he's a backup point guard, lefty as well. Um, been very, very successful this year and has, is the reason why, uh, you know, a part of uh, the Sun's success. And then Monte Morris as well, you know, he was a big 12 guard. Um, I think he is one of the, he is the best um, backup point guard in the NBA. And, you know, just watching him, he's efficient, doesn't turn the ball over, he makes open shots, he finishes well uh, in the paint. Those two guys that I, I look and I want to, you know, model my game after as I you know, make this transition into the next level. Two names that I didn't necessarily have right off the bat, Matt, but I'm glad you you spoke to both of those guys. And 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 I, I'm a Philly guy. I live about an hour north of Philadelphia, and I was watching my 76ers this whole playoff series. And mm -hmm. man, could have they used a guy like that? Could have they used a guy <laughs> like you? because man some of the some of the guard play at times the fact that they didn't have guys who were willing to step up and hit some of those shots at times yeah it, it hurt my soul but 
that's exactly why somebody like you, Matt, you're going to be a valuable point guard for, for someone coming into the NBA, whether it's a backup spot starter type role, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and I hope when, when scouts are evaluating you and looking at your game, man, I hope they're not just looking at the, the box score numbers. Cause I, I don't know how much time you, you, you potentially have spent on synergy. I don't know how many people have run some of those numbers by you, but I'd like to share some of those stats with you if your game, because some of your numbers really blow me away in terms of what I think you can do. Yeah. Let so, me hear you. Talk to me. Talk to me. At, 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 absolutely. <laughs> man. So, so you, you ranked in the 72nd percentile in the country overall this year on offense, which is they, they rate that out as very good. You were in the 97th percentile in, in, in isolation scoring in the country as a point guard. Do you know, that, you know, oh, wow. you know how good you were in isolation? I didn't. I didn't and then obviously, obviously in the 75th percentile scoring out of pick and roll sets, but in the 85th percentile in pick and roll sets, including passes, and then also up there in isolation play, including passes. So anytime you're making a play out of those sets, you're in the 97th percentile as well. So when I'm sitting back, right, and I'm evaluating different players in their game, you always have to look at what the NBA is trending towards and what the NBA is putting priority in. And you see it time and time again, especially in these playoffs. It's guys who can get out there, create their own shot, and who can do something efficient, whether that's scoring out of a pick-and-roll set or making a play for, for others. And, and this is why I think that your case has gone so far under the radar to, to me, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, Matt, it's a borderline travesty because you're a picture perfect example of what teams <laughs> should be looking for, especially like in that second round slot, known commodities who can come in and excel at the play types that matter mm -hmm. the most and are focused on the most in the NBA. So um, do, do some of those numbers surprise you in, in any way? No, it does. I didn't, I didn't expect for them to, to be so high I, I i they do surprise me. all of them surprise me matter of fact because we me and coach we looked at synergy a lot not as much this year because of covid and the distance but last year so i guess i mean i don't guess but there was an improvement from last year to this year just hearing those numbers yeah and also by by the way you talked about monte morris not being ready to have his name called not necessarily to make plays for others on the ball but also when he's off the ball either cutting to the basket or especially in the catch and shoot game obviously stretching the floor is an important part of your game regardless but you were also in the 81st percentile on, on catch and shoot shots so that's another dimension you can bring whether it's on the ball play or off the ball play i feel very comfortable um, about how you're going to translate to the NBA from an offensive standpoint. But e even on the defensive side of the ball, man, you're still ranked in the 64th percentile in terms of overall defense. So I I've been a guy who is becoming known at this point for getting up on my soapbox and defending who people would consider smaller guards. Because yeah. it feels like when you're on social media and you're listening to all this buzz, it's like if you're not like this 6'5 or taller like ball handler, like you sh you don't have as, as much of a space in the NBA as you could. And like, I know that to be false. I know you know that to be false because you said right away your top guy to watch was Chris Paul, the point mm -hmm. guy. And nope. he is literally eviscerating teams. He has his whole career, but especially in this postseason i love watching um the the phoenix suns i i, I know it. that you hear some of that negative stigma what what are what are some of your thoughts on that and what would you say to some of those naysayers who want to just put so much stock in size and not necessarily enough on on skill but then you can't you can't teach heart at the end of the day 
Um, like a guy like Chris Paul, I mean, he got the biggest heart in the NBA right now because he wants to win. Like he's a winner. I don't care how how small you are, how big you are. If if you want it and you a winner, then that's gonna take that's that's half the battle. And then your skill set's gonna take over after that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and 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 I guess my comparison, um, for you, Matt, I, I see this as being a pretty apt comparison. I. I see your games being very similar in terms of role and ultimately fit in the NBA. I don't, I don't know how much attention you pay to, to Jalen Brunson, but me, oh. me being a Philly guy, um, absolutely loving, absolutely loving his game, how efficient he was in, in college. There are actually, there are some areas where you ended up shooting better um, in your last season in college than, than, than he did. Um, so, so that really spoke volumes to me because I'm making the comparison. I'm like, I got to go back through some of the numbers to see if some of that's matching up personally with, with what I think. Um, but you had better shooting percentages scoring out of pick and roll sets as well as in isolation. Um, you were right on par in, in those play types, including passes. You were the same percentile defensively. Um, Brunson was a better spot up player by the numbers, but I think a lot mm -hmm. of that goes into the spacing that he had around him. Um, you, you didn't always have that, that, um, that level of spacing to work with guys like Dante DiVincenzo and Mikhail Bridges and guys of that ilk to, to be able to act as different spacing threats for you. Um, but the, the difference is, is that Brunson was drafted early in the second round. It was viewed as, as a surefire draft pick. And I may see you as someone who needs to be drafted by an NBA team, but that doesn't necessarily appear to be the case according to consensus. But I want to know in yes. your words, Matt, why do you think you, why do you feel like you're being overlooked in, in different draft circles? Honestly, I, I don't know why. Um, I don't because I go to these workouts and um, I'm talking, even talking to other, to other players uh, in the country and they see me, they see me and my potential of, of being a, of being a draft pick and getting drafted, of getting drafted. So I, I don't know why, I don't know why. And, and all it does for me is just motivate me and they keep poking a bear. I'm just wanting to prove it wrong. <laughs> 100%. And, and that, that was always seen in your game. Like we talked about, you hit a ton of big shots for Texas. You brought stability to that position. Um, and you really, you really did make that program excel at times when, when some people didn't think that it would. So just, just being that kind of a leader on the court at the position, arguably most of need nowadays, uh, playmakers are heavily in demand nowadays in the NBA. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that answer one bit, man. I, I don't understand it either. I think your case is about as clear cut um, as far as being draftable as they come. Um, and, and I don't get it either, but I, I like a lot of the answers you, you've given me about your game in particular, Matt. I do want to ask you a question about a few of your teammates who are projected picks in the draft. Yeah. Greg Brown, Kai Jones. Greg, we knew coming into the season was a raw talent with massive upside because of his athletic ability. Kai has come a long way playing the game in two years and is projected right now to be a lottery pick. And you've played with a ton of talented big man during your time at Texas, by the way, accentuating those guys because of your passing, because of your pick and roll play, your ability to hit tough shots, you make those bigs better. Um, and you give, you give them a different chance to shine. So I don't want anybody to forget about that either. That's, Thank that's you. part of a point guard's job, but um, like you, you play with guys like Jackson Hayes, Jericho Sims, Mo Bamba, um, 
what what do you like about those two guys, Greg and Kai, um, having played with them? How do you compare those to some of the other bigs that that you've played with? What's what's some insight you can give my audience? Be having those relationships with them. With with like Greg and Kai, like they were so they were versatile compared to like a Jackson and Mo. Um, they could both shoot it better than Mo and Jackson. Not to get into comparison or anything, but. They're just so athletic. They would run the floor. They have raw talent that you just you can't teach. They would do certain things that just that would just wow you. Uh, and a guy like Kai Jones, he has an incredible work ethic. It's another guy that just loves the game of basketball, and he made so much progression from his freshman to sophomore year. And then Greg Brown, he's just a raw talent, just raw, just raw. He was so good. Uh, he was a player still learning, still maturing, still growing, but he's a player and he just has fun. He's like a big kid. <laughs> De definitely having a good personality absolutely helps, um, yes. especially with, with being drafted in the NBA. The people want guys who are going to come in, work, um, and, and just want to have fun with their teammates, create good chemistry in the locker room, absolutely. And I think you're going to bring a lot of that same thing to the table too you're you you seem like a great chemistry guy just you and i talking for a little bit here we don't know each other for years but just just getting some of these I'm answers here <laughs> <laughs> man lord lord only knows who if we've ever crossed paths in the past like lord lord only knows i've i've been to enough games i've scouted enough games but um but you like i said i've always had my eye on you i really think that that you you have a tailor-made backup point guard role in, in the league. Um, we, we've talked about some of your strengths. Matt, what, what are some of the things that you've spent a lot of time working on as you head into the NBA? What are some areas you, you definitely want to get better in? Uh, one, spending a lot of time on my body, uh, just toning it up so that I'm able to, you know, take that bump uh, to defend post-ups at the next level. Two would be my pace. Uh, at times I would get, you know, sped up because I'm fast. So I, I play a lot at one speed. So I've been working on my pace, change of speeds, slow, fast, fast, slow. Um, and another just, you know, being comfortable with my right hand, you know, not making it a weakness anymore. I don't think it's going to be a strength, but I don't want to, I don't want it to be a weakness. Uh, and then shooting, you know, you always, you got to, you know, playing an NBA, backing out, uh, stretching out um, the distance, the, what's I can't think of the word. Um, yeah, just stretching out the distance, you know, you know, backing up the line a little bit. So just working on, you know, getting comfortable shooting the, the NBA three, you know, catch and shoot on the move and on the dribble. By the way, it, it, you, you mentioned about working on your body, definitely bulking up to be able to take some hits. Um, and, and we talked about your your size not being the, the biggest of point guards. But if anybody had any doubt about your heart, about your your willingness to absorb and embrace contact and score down low, Around the basket this year, um, you were in the 92nd percentile in scoring, and you shot almost 72%. So if anyone looks at those numbers, they sure as hell should not question your ability to finish around the basket. So that just adds to the three-level scoring attack that you potentially bring as a point guard on top of everything else, all of the competitive aspects, all the off-the-court stuff that you bring to the table. Certainly an, an excellent case to have for yourself as you come into the NBA, but this wouldn't be an interview, Matt, without getting to know you a little bit off the court, too. So before we wrap up, I want to know who you are, man. What what do you like to do in your spare time when you aren't playing or, or studying basketball? What makes you tick, man? 
Uh, so I'm a, I'm big into to shoes. So I like collecting shoes. I'm always looking to buy another pair of shoes. That's one of my biggest biggest things to do off the court. I have my own clothing brand as well called Mind. You have your own clothing brand? Yeah. Started during during quarantine. You know, we have so much time on our hands. And I was like, man, I spend so much money on clothes. So let me I should start my own clothes, you know. So, you know, I have like shirts, shorts, um, sweatpants, hoodies, things of that nature, a little streetwear brand. Um that's all. And then I like spending time with my uh, you know, close friends, my loved ones. I'm a big family guy, going to the movies, playing bowling with my brother and stuff like that. So, bowling. Uh, I, I I'm assuming you're 100 percent better than I am in, in, in bowling. You have. I'm to not. Be. I'm 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 solid. I'm solid. My little brother, he's really good. He wants his own bowling ball and his own bowling shoes. I was, that's a little bit too much for me, but I'm I'm solid. I can bowl bowl around. 90 to 105 you know roughly on average that's solid that that's solid. definitely solid have you, have you ever golf i have not golfed i have not golfed yet miniature golf play play <laughs> that that's fine man let me let me tell you i i went golfing for the first time like a month and a half ago with some of my friends that i've known for years and they've been bugging me to just get on the golf course just try it i i, I can use some clubs that i have just try it I have never failed at something so horribly in my life. So I, I know for a fact you, you're an athlete, man. If you ever get on the golf course, I can assure you, you you'd probably be a lot better than me. So um, it, it's a leisurely activity if you're decent at it and not, you know, yeah. shooting 15 strokes a hole. But definitely <laughs> something to try. It. And you, you talked about the clothing line. Can, can you tell my audience where to find that clothing line at? And by audience, I mean me, because I want to look at this stuff. You can uh, find it online, mnmtl.us. I repeat, mnmtl.us. Got it. Yes. I, I, I'm literally looking it up as we speak, man. I, I'm definitely going to take a look. Hopefully, I can I, I can pick some stuff up because that's that's awesome that that you're definitely expanding out and, and doing something different along with furthering your basketball career. It's all about diversity, right? Have yeah. more than that portfolio. Um, oh man, so, when basketball's over, I, I got so many things I'm going to tap into. Damn, Let's man, you're, you're taking my questions from me, right? Right, <laughs> right off the dock. Talk to me about that. Uh, I'm gonna be a coach. I'm gonna be a college. I don't want to be a head coach. Too much pressure, you know. Too much anxiety. I'm gonna be an assistant coach. You know, get on the road, travel, recruit, meet the meet the families. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I want to do when I finish playing finish playing basketball. So you want to be? You want to kind of stay involved in the game? Like, oh right, no, 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 doubt. no doubt, okay. for sure. That was one of my questions. I asked I I asked Jordan Hall that when I had him on too. And I think that's just an awesome question to be able to ask players because at some point the the playing days are over, but you yeah. especially you going through college and having so many experiences that some of these other one and done guys don't have. You learn a lot about yourself. That's that's really what college is all about. So I'd imagine that you would have had a good answer for that. But coaching affecting young men's lives, that that's especially what life's all about. I'm glad to hear that answer from you, boss. Yes, sir. Last thing. I'm a foodie. I love food. If I could eat whatever I wanted to all the time, I'd be 300 pounds. I can't do that. But 
Talk to me about your top five favorite foods. What's your go-to list? Top five. See, I like cooking too in my spare time. It's very oh soothing God. for me. So if you ask, you know, I cook for Jordan sometimes since we've been here in Houston. Um, you know, I throw down. We do little Taco Tuesdays. There you go. Salmon, little chicken. You know, I do. I do a little bit of everything. I, I tap into to, to a little bit of everything. Versatile, versatile. Uh, but when it comes to food, when it yes. comes to food, I love seafood. Crab legs, mm. shrimp, flounder. Uh, that, that that's I love love seafood. I love chicken wings, you know, fried yes, wings, hot wings. Uh, those are my two favorites. You know, anything after that, it's you know, a little pasta, little Alfredo. You know, chicken Alfredo, shrimp Alfredo, um, and then. You can't go wrong with tacos. Some nice tacos. I've been in, been in Texas, you know, that you know, can't they do breakfast tacos? I'm not a big fan of breakfast tacos, but you I gotta love some tacos, some fajitas. Love me a little Mexican fajitas. Do you do like the authentic tacos with like the small little tortillas and you and the street, and you, and you, you the street, the street tacos? Ones? I literally I went to this restaurant this past weekend. I was in Austin on the weekend and I they had these little mini street tacos. Oh, they were scrumptious. From exquisite. I I need more authentic Mexican food in my life, man. Because I'll I'll now, I don't even go to Chipotle enough. I, I'm literally like the worst of the worst. I'm hitting up Taco Bell all the time. That that is like that that, that is that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. You need to come to Texas. Come to I, Austin. I, you drive. Find you a food truck. I I do need to come to Texas. 100. percent That's that's definitely on on the list of places that I need to visit and hopefully I'll be scouting there. Um, a- absolutely. In this upcoming season, I got my trip to Vegas all booked for, for summer league, but I, I need to, I need to get places other than, other than, uh, other than Vegas or, or, or Atlantic city, man. I need to show people that I'm not just about partying. I, I know how to <laughs> experience other things in life. Oh my God. But listen, with that being said, Matt, Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. I don't want to take up too much of your day. You got a lot of important things you're working on right now, but do you have, you, you plug the clothing line. You have anything else you want to plug with my audience, any kind of social media channels, anything else you're working on? Um, follow me on Instagram at Coleman. Great content, you know, sports and family. That's what I'm about here. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The two most important things. 100% my man. Um, Matt, it was a pleasure. Stay in touch with me 100%. No I'm following your journey. I sung your praises all the way. And, and we're, 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 we're going to up your publicity with this podcast, my man. We're going to make it happen. But seriously, appreciate you taking the time to come on with us. No, I want to I say thank you for the respect and, uh, you know, just the, the praise that you've given me. And, I, you know, that doesn't go unnoticed. Like, I appreciate that. Um, I, truly. I truly do. It's like, thank 100%. you. 100%. Anything I can do, my man. But, but. With that being said, thank you everyone out there so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you haven't followed us on Twitter already at draft deeper, what are you doing? Follow us. We're always talking hoops. We're talking prospects, uh, whether it's the top, top overall pick in the draft or, or top 100, whatever picks in the draft We're we're, we're talking about it all. Um, certainly subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, and, and stay tuned. We have so much more content coming over the next few weeks leading up to the draft. Thank you so much for tuning in, paying attention. Have a wonderful rest of your week.